What exactly gives you the right? Nothing. I took it. And if I hadn't acted, we would still be sitting around and talking about what to do next. We would be wasting time. And it's time we don't have, Dean. I told you. War is coming. War. Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I talk about the TV show Supernatural, episode by TV episode. Show are you binging the show? Are we going? Are we, I'm not. We're not. I'm not. It's weird. Uh, it's been uh, 200 episodes over the course of 200 weeks. That's it. 217 episodes over the course of not quite that many weeks because this is. No, wait. I think we we made it to like season six the, or seven before this, we started doing one a week. Yeah, this is two hundred and this is the two hundred seventy eighth episode that we've done in two hundred and seventeen weeks. So wow. just to get to that, get, wow. if anybody can picture that on the graph, uh, welcome back, yeah. everybody. We love you. We have new merch coming soon. Check out our merch mm-hmm. store. Links in the show. It's on T Public slash like Monster of the Week to search for us. Uh, we have a Patreon that you can help us out with, patreon.com slash Monster of the Week, where we do uh, our primary business right now is doing commentary episodes of mm-hmm. the original season one of Supernatural. Um, Very fun. If we, it's highlight of uh, the podcasting experience right now, I think, is doing the uh, going back commentary episodes, just because it's so much fun to go back to those. Those are so good. Seeing um, the babies. It's very good. It's, and, you know, just those, those jokes we've had locked and loaded maybe for a few years now that we never got to use. Yeah, yeah, because we were, we were, <laughs> we were binging back in the day. Um, yeah, yeah. But thank you if, if you already do that, and thank you for considering it. Yes. If you have. Shout out to the, like, dozens of people who followed us on Twitter recently. What's, I don't know what's going on. What's up with that, dude? Like, Welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry for everything. But yeah, we like we our Twitter numbers jumped up a little bit recently and I was like, what? Why do I keep getting these notifications? This is weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but thank you everybody. So, uh I think I've done my my job, so now it's time to for you. Oh, to is do, it my turn? I think it's your time for you to do your job. Me do words now? Okay. You do words now, uh, go. Hey, last time on Supernatural, Dean realized he'd accidentally been having phone sex with Asmodeus for three months. Yep. But in better news, the boys have teamed back up with Castiel to reform the group known only as The Guys. No other, no, no other shortening or group name is, has been known. It's just The Guys. <laughs> the Guys. 
Uh, and my man, Don the Prophet, has shown up as well to do to decipher the demon tablet. But unfortunately, he's now been made a secret spy for Asmodeus, and Jack is still stuck in the other world with Mary. Um, and one last thing, Lucifer is king of heaven now, oh. and apparently Gabriel, the archangel, is still alive. So uh, I had we had some difficulty getting together this week, or last week, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a kind of significant amount of time since I watched this episode. Had already mm. forgotten that Lucifer was the king of heaven now. Just said totally, because yeah. he's not in this episode, so like, he's whatever. He's got his sweatpants on. Yeah. Um, Jensen Ackles' wife is there. <laughs> Jensen Ackles' wife is there. Daniel is there. Yeah. Probably uh-huh. filming something for Instagram, because that seems like the kind of vibe. She, she's like an Instagram person, right? She's like an influencer or something. I assume so. What is? I, I assume all beautiful yeah. people are. <laughs> Yeah, anybody that's that beautiful and and can act should just sell me something. Like that should be their only job is to, for a company to pay <laughs> them funny. to sell you me. Ever, you ever you see now? See now when tweets go viral, uh, they'll just take sponsorships from people to like advertise products underneath their viral tweet. Are, it's very weird. Are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> this yes, I've seen the same ad under multiple viral tweets. Um, the joke's not funny anymore, guys, because you just tried to sell me uh, glittery glittery eye makeup, and I don't like it. Man, I yeah, I don't. Don't like anyway. Uh, Daniel Ackles yes. is doing that. Daniel and- Ackles is definitely <laughs> selling eye makeup on Instagram. Go look it up, everybody. Uh, okay. On okay. today's episode, we're covering season thirteen, episode fourteen. Good intentions. This is written by Meredith Glenn, directed by PJ Pesci. This aired on March first, twenty eighteen. Jim Beaver guest stars as Bobby Singer. Jack and Mary manage to escape Michael's clutches and end up finding an ally in quote apocalyptic world. Bobby Singer. Meanwhile, Sam, Dean, and Castiel, aka the guys, continue to search for a way to open a breach, not realizing that one of their own may be working against them and costing them precious time. Dun, dun, Perfect. Um, Donatello, Chris, the prophet. Donatello with the turn on this one, man. Shout outs to Donatello and the actor who plays them, Keith. And I'm not even going to attempt his last name. It's it, it it has a Z, a J, and a K in it. It's not for it's not for Jeremy to pronounce. I'm just gonna just gonna chalk that. We'll mm-hmm. give that one up. It sounds to God. Polish. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that dude has been in like every major franchise. Like he was he's he was yeah. he's in everything. Transformers. He's Star been in Wars, every video game that I've played. Metal Gear Solid. Like shout outs to yeah. Donnie P. Man. Yeah, he's he's tearing it up. Um, man, I can't believe I forgot he didn't have a soul. Um, <laughs> That's a thing. It straight up got eaten by Amara. Amara um, ate that dude's soul, and now he just run, wanders was, around being okay about it. The, the revelation of that in this episode was was great, because it seems like I wasn't the only one who forgot. Everybody had forgotten, including me. Um, okay, so we start off with the cold open, and it's Jack having what I assumed to be a nightmare, where he is in the bunker, uh, and uh, an alarm starts going off, and there's a fire, and the boys are trapped on the other side of a locked door that Jack can't get open. And he has to listen to them screaming for help. It's actually a pretty intense cold open here. Um, and of course, it, this isn't real. And he snaps. or He doesn't actually snap. It just kind of cuts out of his, uh, of his mind of what he's seeing. And we see he's in the other world. And he's standing there, kind of staring off into space. Um, and uh, Michael is there with his be-all-you-can-be army-of-one U.S. Army recruit standing next to him i don't know why angels are dressed like this it's just really really funny it's, to me it's apocalyptic get, world man they gotta get their get apocalyptic <laughs> angel man standing there gotta get their um, fatigues the two of them are there. on to carry their desert eagle 45 yeah it's like whoa what are you you're an angel do you really need to be carried heat like that man i'm an, I'm an angel and i know what fubar means <laughs> ah. um yeah they're so they're attempting to break jack um to get him to open a door so they can all 
through. I mean, we know that. Yeah. We know that they're up to no good. This is a. But now we directly know that Jack is their prisoner. This is a. This is an angel we know though. Yeah, we'll find out later that I or we found out. I found out later. <laughs> we found out. I don't know if we say it. <laughs> they, find, they say it right here. This is Zachariah. They say it right here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I was too busy writing jokes, but, so I didn't catch that it was Zachariah until later <laughs> in the episode. <laughs> And then I thought it was like a big reveal. I was like, oh shit, that's Zachariah. <laughs> nope, they say it right here. <laughs> this episode just floored Chris. Can you can you hear this? Yeah. Can you hear the awe in his, in his voice? Couldn't believe it. Um, the main part of the episode starts with Donatello doing the, the whole translate the demon tablet thing. Um, yeah. Reminder. I was so confused as to what was happening here yeah. until they, they explained it. Because I, you know, Asmodeus has said, or has, you know, corrupted him a little bit. He's using him as a secret spy. But but Donnie, he was he was a little um, he was a little kooky in the scene. I didn't I didn't really get it. Yeah, he's he's it, it's very obviously to me the thing that they kind of hinted at with Kevin, which is that the demon tablet will actively make you go crazy. Um, yeah, and it like but it just again I thought that was just Kevin work like overworked. His yeah. brain is stretched to its limit, you know. Um, but Donatello's behavior is kind of like a step above that, so it, it's interesting. And they're gonna they're gonna lay out why this is, but it definitely looks like he's being corrupted by this demon tablet. When Castiel walks in, bringing breakfast and like asking if he's okay, yeah. Um, and Donatello does the worst job of pretending that he's fine. He's like, "Yeah, I'm great. Everything's cool. Give me the bacon." Yeah, <laughs> that he doesn't even eat. Uh, so, and then yeah. Castiel leaves, uh, and then he gets right back down to it. We switch to the boys in the kitchen. Uh, we have this little quick exchange about Dean eating too much bacon. Like, Sam, why are you trying? <laughs> are you- Sam, it's been 13 years and you, you still guys- want to make comments like that? I mean- you- Sam is the worst wife of all time. <laughs> if you haven't convinced him to not eat bacon by now, you should give up like, on convincing I- him not to eat bacon. He's never going to change. He's never going to change, Sam. Like, he's just not... Just I don't care if he's your brother. He's never going to change. He could have, th- he could have tr- a triple bypass. Dude's still going to eat bacon. Um, um, but yeah, so they just kind of still talk about, hey... The plan is to sneak in, save Jack and Mary. They just need uh, the demon tablet. And all they got to do is give Don a little bit of time to figure all this out. And it's going to be okay. Yep. Uh, Jack wakes up this time in a beautiful scenic lakeside view and Castiel is with him. Um, we immediately know this is not our, our true Castiel. Uh, he's a fraud. He's, he's a fraud. fraud. Uh, fake Stiel, as I like to call him. He's way too fash. You know what I mean? Super fash. Super fash, dude. Um, he starts talking about how humans have good intentions, but they've never intrude. Uh, they've never truly appreciated the gift they were given. And we see some stock footage of like nuclear war. Yeah, and Jack's like, oil uh, spills okay. And like, you know, DC movies directed by Zack Snyder. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just the worst that humanity has to offer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, like Cassiel is like, oh, hey, our fake CL says, I can guide you to help save everybody. And Jack's like, even Sam and Dean, he's like, definitely not those two guys, Jack. <laughs> definitely not those guys. And then he sees a flash of Jared Leto as the Joker with damage tattooed on his forehead. He's like, oh, God. Look how terrible humanity is, Jack. <laughs> Jared was really up for that role and passed on it. Wow. <laughs> Imagine Jared Padalecki being oh, the no. Joker. Can you? I don't want to imagine that. Oh no, Jared Padalecki just doing the "We live in a society" thing. Oh my god! Someone do a Photoshop and just tattoo that. He's too tall to be the Joker, frankly. That would be the surprise of the century. Like you always think that that dude's gonna be a little short. He's never Uh, never short. Robert Pattinson's doing the um, uh, doing Batman. Maybe we'll get secret Jared Padalecki Joker. Padalecki Joker. I love it. Nothing's impossible. (laughs) I think um, if we had to put jensen in the dc universe we're going to kind of get this with the boys season three but if we had to put him in like i think everybody would want him to go like super hardcore hero 
But I, mm-hmm. I really want him to be a villain. I really want Jensen to be a bad guy. Yeah, he plays what Red Hood or whatever in, in some of the animated versions. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a really good. If you if you haven't watched that, that's a really good. It, it ha- does have the Joker in it, so like that's a. It's he a, plays. I think a Hamill villain is, or... is the Joker in that. So. Oh, good, good. Um, he play Jensen plays the villain in that that Mighty Bloody Valentine, that horror movie, that terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> we, we need to watch those one day. We need to watch all the terrible stuff yeah. that they've been in. That's not yeah. supernatural. Um, meanwhile. Uh, Jack sees through fake DL. This is not the real cast. Yeah. Um, Jack wakes up and sees Michael, who then slams Jack and Zachariah across the room. This is Zach's like second attempt to do this, and it's not working. Zach is like, "What the hell, man?" In the bunker, uh, Donatello figures out everything, rushes down the hall, shouting "Eureka," uh, which is mm-hmm. super exciting. And he runs over to Sam and says, "Sam looks at the grocery list that he's created, that Donatello's created, and says, oh, we have most of the stuff on this, like, good to go. We're, you know, we're GTG on this, except for the hearts of Gog and Magog, uh, yeah. who, as this is going to be explained, are either people or lands or brothers or something. <laughs> They're real vague about Depending what this on is. the interpretation, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit hard to figure that out. Um, they were, they were bound away in a place without, uh, a place without a place and a time without a time. And I thought we were going to go back into the nothing <laughs> Me too. or that place where angels go where they <laughs> or die. Or just literally anything or, or, but kind of an empty forest. <laughs> I thought that Billy was going to show back. Like I thought something trippy was about to happen just, and they just go to the woods. They just go to the woods. Dog. We've seen 18 girls get killed by werewolves and, and cold yeah, opens in this move, woods. Like, if you move about 30 feet any direction, there's highway. Dude, but you move 40 <laughs> so. feet north and put a blue filter on it, and you can see Castiel and Dean giving a hug because it's fucking purgatory. Yeah. Like, that's, that's all yep. this, that's all this yep. woods are. Um, but Dean and Castiel volunteer to go get these hearts. Sam and Donnie are going to stay behind and gather everything John together. says, okay, great. Me and Sam will stay behind. And that's because he knows that Sam gets goes gets knocked out easily. <laughs> He picks, he picks his mark, man. Yeah. And at, yeah, out of hey. the three of them, if you if you were Donnie P, if you were Donnie the Prophet, which one would you want to try to take down? Like an angel? I would take down, yeah. But yeah. No, I'm not taking down Dean because Dean's the toughest out of all of them. Not, not, right? not going that's, to happen. That, yeah, that dude's that's crappy. Facts. <laughs> crappy um, Dean. Not taking down Cass because he's an angel. Although physically, you could probably take down Cass the easiest, but he's an angel. Yeah. So he's got, plus he's... He's different in this episode. Well, he's, he's um, and then he's, Sam. He's different, and also like you don't you don't ever know how many angel powers he has at any given time. Like that's true. We simply don't know. We don't know. <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna, uh, he, I'm could, gonna... <laughs> he could put you to sleep, or he could just he could teleport or you he has to, to, drive. to the bottom of the ocean. You don't know. <laughs> we don't know. He can carve Enochian runes on your ribs. We just don't, don't know, know what's what he's gonna, gonna be up to. Now, if we were talking season four, season five, Sam, Ooh, where he's so fucking yoked no, dude, that he has to sit in the backseat of the Impala. No, absolutely not. Yeah, not going to. There's no mm, way, dude. No. There's no way you're getting past those those muscle. <clears throat> not happening. But yeah, Donnie, he picked the right mark. Um, Michael pulls an unconscious Jack down a hallway and puts him in a cell where Mary is there looking kind of out of it. Um, these two have never officially met, so they have to go through like the who are you process. And that's, it's always very amusing to me when they show this because like, that's something that media doesn't do a lot of, like, especially in like comic books or any kind of like fantasy setting or supernatural setting like this, where like two characters that have never met, like will meet. And then they just automatically like know the plot (laughs) of everything's been going on. It's like, are you watching the same show? (laughs) Like, are you, (laughs) you, you guys know what's going on? Just like I do. Okay, cool. All right, fine. It's it's actually I love when they're able to do that right yeah. with two characters who you know all about but they have never met when they finally get together here it's fine she she has a general idea of his of his situation he kind of explains it briefly um her like one question is like but shouldn't you be six months old 
Um, and if I was Mary in this situation, I'd be like, fuck, I thought you would only be like six months old. That means that the sense of time here is all different. Like everything's all fucked up. Like that's where I would go. She's in a parallel universe, but no, she's, she's confident that her sense of time has not been warped by another reality. She's just, she's so confident in everything that's going on around her. Um, including the reason why Michael put him in the cell because he's not going to attempt to hurt Jack to get Jack to open this breach. He's going to, he, he, Put him, put Jack in there to meet Mary, so that he can threaten Mary with harm in order to get Jack to do what he wants. Um, yeah, which is she just spells it out because we, as the audience, know that that's how this is going to yeah, go. Down. Yeah, but but, she, but Jack does not know. Jack that. has not been in any hostage situations before, so he's never yeah, really understand is, how this, this works. This is new to yeah. him. Um, meanwhile, at the bunker, there's a very cute like domestic moment between Castiel and Dean, where Dean's like, "This bitch just takes forever to get ready. Like, why am I?" <laughs> it's it's funny, right? Right here. I had this thought that, that did not persist throughout the, the episode, but I had this just horrible thought of sometimes these guys just seem so dumb and witless. Like they're just doing nothing. <laughs> it's these like these Ken dolls bumping around talking, talking in deep voices. We don't really talk like this in real life. Like it was just, I had this moment where I like saw through the fog and I, and I didn't like what I saw. Um, and it went away. It went away quickly because then, then Dean and Cass have a little conversation. Um, uh, but there was something about it. Or like, what are they doing? They're going to. Wait, they're, they're, I know. They're, they're like gearing up. I know, they're I know what they're up. doing. Yeah. I know what they're doing. But what are they doing? Like it's been all fucking. We're fourteen episodes in, and y'all have accomplished You've nothing. Done absolutely what are you nothing doing? with your lives. Plot just keeps happening all around, and they're still talking in their deep voices like this. And it just was. It was just a little bit too much for just a brief moment, and then I snapped out of it. And I enjoyed the rest of the episode. So don't well, worry. I, I like this conversation because it's it's a quiet moment between Dean and Castiel, where Dean, um, who has been surprisingly open about emotions and talking about emotions lately, um. Just straight up ask Castiel like how you're doing, and Castiel responds honestly like he he's not doing great like he thought he was dead mm. he excuse me he was dead and he was brought back for what has to be a reason and that reason has to be protecting Jack which he has of course completely failed at so now yeah. that they can't get Jack and now that Michael is coming um he he realizes he has to at least prepare this world in order to fight uh, he has to build an army essentially right like I guess that's what he's saying yeah. like, he has to prepare for this world of war that is coming down to him. I, I do really actually like the like ready for battle Castiel. We haven't seen this version of him in a long yeah. time. And he's always been so kind of conflicted about it before. Um, where now it seems like Castiel is ready and willing to do what needs to be done to set things right. Uh, and I appreciate that. I'm on board for it. And I took issue, maybe issue is the wrong word, but I didn't like when Dean said, well, then we do what we do, whatever it takes. Because he said that 10 times this season. Mm-hmm. And it's he said it, you know, however many times before in the show. And it was kind of, I don't know, I was just like, oh, okay. That was at the same, the same line of me being like, why are they, what are, they what, are we, what are we fucking doing with these guys? What are they up to? Dean's just literally repeating the same lines every episode. However, now I think this was intentionally slipped in there. Dean's kind of mantra. Dean's saying this to himself. Dean's saying this to Sam, to cast to, Hey, we gotta just we gotta keep moving. It's just kind of words, and I think sometimes maybe Sam knows that that's just sort of words. That's just Dean trying to keep himself going. But part of me feels like Castiel is actually very much, and he kind of calls us out later. But Castiel is taking those words to heart. We do what we got to do, whatever it takes. The the whatever it takes parts has like kind of lifted some sort of veil for Castiel, and he says, "You're right. I'm going to do whatever it takes to protect the people I love." Again, he literally says that later. Mm-hmm. Um. But I went from being kind of annoyed at the repetition of this phrase or this expression from Dean 
to suddenly feeling like, okay, wait a second, they're actually doing something with this. And Castiel is having a pretty strong reaction to it. And I, I, it totally changed my mind about the whole thing. So I was going to bring this whole thing up later because um, based on the conversation at the end of the episode that happens, but mm. absolutely 100% agreed with you. Like at first when I was listening to this, I was like, I mean, is that all that Dean can come up with? And then kind of thought about it a little bit and were like, yeah, it actually probably is literally all he can think yeah. of. Like it's the only positive thing because he's, and for once we see Dean fighting to hang on and not just like right. letting go and taking the most desperate or or deal or you know slightly evil but mostly good kind of path that he could possibly take which is what they look like they're setting up Castiel up for in this season like it, it, we finally mm-hmm. get some clues to what's happening there it, yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see what they do with Castiel I, I hope it's handled well but i will say that when i i have complained i think a lot this season about Sam and Dean going through the motions or repeating things that they've done before but if they're going to keep the boys stagnant in order for us to maybe get more interesting stuff out of other characters like Castiel, um, I, I can I, I can appreciate that. Yeah, I me guess too. you know, mm-hmm. um, hold them in motion so that we get the contrast of how far Castiel is now going. Exactly. To do. Even if yeah. in the general scheme of things, it's all stuff we've seen before on one character or another. I'm still interested to see what castiel is going to be up to now me too absolutely um and it, it, it might actually be the first time and I, i'm not totally sure but it might be the first time that i'm more interested in, in castiel right now than anything that sam and dean can do I, I, you know I, I probably go with you on that one because castiel is kind of the most he has the most like potential to to affect the things around him i think just yeah. with his weird status with the angels with his relationship with the winchesters which are kind of seemingly the pit, the 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 lever point to the entire fucking world for whatever reason like his relationship with jack as a father <laughs> figure like he has the most potential to do the most either good or bad or to make the biggest mistake or whatever which again no matter what that is i think it's going to be interesting if, if it's handled correctly yeah for sure um we briefly see sam and donald with donald looking extremely donatello looking extremely suspect um and then we go back to Castiel and Dean who arrive at this empty field to kill Gog and Magog. Yeah. Castiel starts as I wrote in my notes. Oh, they're just on a date in the middle of nowhere. They have angel blades. Um, Dean, I noticed for the first time in a long time, (laughs) Dean, Dean wearing a real nice jacket. I liked it. It was kind of, I don't think I've seen this one before. He looked good. He looked, maybe he was, he was a little cold out there. So he wore like a slightly warmer jacket. I thought he looked good. It's because he was on a date with cats for the first time in a long time. There was a moment, um, as Castiel does the summoning ritual to get them and like nothing happens like there's that beat where they think oh, it doesn't yeah. work <laughs> where you know Dean's like it didn't work you got the words wrong <laughs> and Castiel says I, d- I don't get words wrong and Dean yeah. you can see from behind just gives the cutest like eye roll like Jesus Christ whatever man like of course you do everybody does um, and then we have this like extended comedy scene where these two dudes show up it's so weird where these like <laughs> Un- undying cavemen come out of nowhere and they're wearing loincloths which like dean cannot stop laughing at the entire time uh, um he's just he's just being silly because you know he's with this guy we get this thing where uh castiel can kind of understand what they're saying but everything that they're saying is in a weird mm. language they have subtitles uh dean has no idea <laughs> they're mostly just they're mostly just complimenting dean and castiel they talk about how, how pretty very they pretty they are like one is prettier than the other they're equally pretty uh they ask where the armies are that they need to fight, and then of course it's time to actually have a fight. Um, the two brought the. T- it's these- so funny because it's, these guys expect to fight armies, and then like one minute into it, Dean's got this dude in a headlock. 
It, it's very fucking hilarious. And remember, like, like this, these were ancient beings that could, could were rumored to be lands or something. And like, they just they're just two bigger guys that don't, and they don't really like take a long time to kill. Like they, no, they cut the angel blade in half. Like we see that right away, and we yeah. think, oh shit, these guys are pretty serious. And then like moments later, Dean's got him in a headlock, and sure he gets tossed to the ground, but eventually Dean gets one of their um, god blessed swords or god forged swords, whatever it is. He cuts this dude's head off. And then he stabs the other guy and saves Castiel. I swear to God, Jeremy, if I don't fucking see those swords again, come up. we're going to have a problem. Chekhov's, Chekhov's Godforged Steel, my man. Come on. you got Chekhov's put- Godforged Steels. Bring those back, okay? <laughs> bring- I want those on every hunt. Oh, we don't know. Oh, is salt going to help? Is, or is, do we need steel? Do we need witch-killing bullets? I don't know, but I have a Godforged sword that might maybe help. Maybe that'll be... It, it definitely kills angel blades. It probably kills angels, too. It kills something, dude. <laughs> I want to see them chop off Lucifer's head. What if they told you that this Godforged steel that you have will kill anything in the universe except for ten things? That's still a lot of things it will kill. <laughs> it's still... Like, I, every ghost. Every ghost. Every ghost getting the Godforged sword, you know? Like, I'm never, link, I'm never if leaving my, home if my choices are a, If my choices are to bur- salt and burn bones, or I slash the sword, uh, or a ghost with the sword, I'm dude. I'm taking sword every time. Do you realize, even if it's harder, I'm taking sword. Do you realize how fast you could deal with ghosts if you had Godford steel in your back pocket? Like Sammy's over there hunting I'm, through lore to find a fucking amulet mm-hmm. that their great grandfather brought over from communist Russia in order to banish the ghost. Wait, meanwhile, Dean walks up to it, just go, blap, it is dead. No more ghost, yep. dude. Blap. Dean walking up with his with his canvas jacket on with a sword strapped to his back. Like fucking one of the Ninja Turtles, dude. This. I'm ready I love for this. it. Yes. Why are you wearing that that eye band, Dean? It just looks cool. I don't know why you're wearing it, though. <laughs> it looks cool. It looks cool. <laughs> it's neat that it's purple, though. Um, yeah. So they fight, uh, and as they go to take the hearts of these creatures, they realize that they're not actually humans. They don't have... Um, hearts they have just formed of rock and sand they're just made of sand castiel mentions like the that worst it, of it was a very old thing thought to have gone extinct in the flood um and i'm like i mean you guys you just just he just d just gave this guy noogie like don't build him up now this yeah. is not the time to build don't build him up now <laughs> he got straight up headlocked. <laughs> headlocked by a guy who's 40 years old and eats bacon all the time yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um so you know all right. So, okay. So something's up here. They weren't able to get the spell component that they need. Call Sam. Sam um, doesn't answer. And we cut to Mary and Jack. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Mary tells Jack that, um, oh, he just needs to let Michael kill her. Like, just don't, don't fuck around. This is too much. Just let this guy kill him. Um, Jack has, has resolved to save them. And he, he has been resolved to do good for so long, but things keep going wrong. And he hasn't been able to use his powers. Uh, and they've both been experiencing these really serious headaches, which Mary kind of deduces that the warding here is so strong that it's even affected humans. Now, as much as this is like a little bit silly, this whole setup we have here, especially that they're able to just walk to the edge of the room and Dude, it's fine. I mean, uh, that aside, I like the idea of warding that is so strong that it affects humans um, to, well, you know, headache wise and stuff, because we've always talked about how that's the, you know, humans advantage in supernatural. You can't put them in a circle and bind them. Sure, you can tie them to a chair with rope. Yeah, but or, like or you know, them there's on the no head warning. There's no sigils. Like one of those. Yeah, <laughs> there's no specific um, element other than just like I mean, you could like shoot a guy, mm-hmm. but there's <laughs> I was gonna say there's no like human killing special weapon because all the weapons just kill them. But um, you know what I mean? There's no like magic trickery special thing that that stops humans specifically other than just doors and locks and yeah, you know things like that human shit. so i don't know i just like that the warding here was so intense that even mary was like getting a headache um 
they are able to go to this place in the cell that doesn't have warding for some reason, which seems like an oversight. Uh, seems like so much of it's an like oversight. <laughs> I assume that Michael was doing this on purpose to like let them go free in order to like lull them into a sense of complacency and then like spring a trap at the end, which does not play out yeah. at all. I was, I was, I was, no, he just, then he just gets mad that they got out. Playing, like, what'd you expect, bro? Playing 5d chess. They're playing like 3d chess or something. I don't know. It's hard to write a TV show. Y'all don't call it checkers. I'll play 5d chess. They're playing just regular chess. And it turns out that my moves don't actually pan out. Yeah. Um, me and, this is completely off the topic, but uh, me and Pad played this uh, co-op game recently, where it's a it's a two-player game where you have to one person's in a library with like all of the puzzle solutions, and another person is. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I've I've, I've seen. So this one game. of the, like it takes two hours to play. Like if you just want to relax with the buddy, mm-hmm. like it's a it's a lot of fun to just chill and and go through. Um, but one of the things involved, like I was outside in the snow, and there was this life-size chessboard set. Um. And I know how to play chess. Apparently, Patty does not know how to play chess whatsoever. Um, but, like, I don't, like, know how to play chess enough to, like, call out, you know, Queen's Knight to C8 or whatever. Oh, right? yeah. I don't know yeah, yeah, that yeah. shit. So, imagine, like, you're in a 3D space. Pat is looking at, like, a series of moves. Like, he has to do with it. I don't know. I can't see anything he's doing. But he's looking at, like, and he's like, okay, the fourth pawn up two spaces. And I'm like, dude, what is the fourth pawn? There's eight of these. Which, yeah, the yeah. fourth for what? Like, we had to have that whole conversation. So, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, and no. then we find out, like, two moves in that I'm dying because it's cold outside, which causes your vision <laughs> to continually narrow to a point on the screen. So he's like oh, yelling God. at me, like it's the queen's night. It goes up in an L and I'm like, I dude, I can't see anything. We're just yelling at each other. It's a blast. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm sorry. not to take us completely off topic. Uh, they escape. They escape. Yeah. Um, congratulations. Um, back to Sam. He's cooking up a spell. The call comes in. Don hangs it up. Um, and then he bottles Sam. Yep. He absolutely bottles this guy. Um, and it's the first time that Sam has taken a blow to the head and not been immediately just dead to the world. Because he's like, ow, whoa. He's like rolling around on the floor for a second. And then Don comes in again, and then we cut to black so we don't get to see what happens. Um, this is just hilarious. You had you picked your mark, and you had you one single it, job. It's so good. Mark, you executed it. It's just, you just... I feel like you had a weapon select wheel, did, and you picked the right weapon. <laughs> this, like, you could have gone golf club, but not, not enough force. Like, uh, this is this no. was good. This is Donatello planned this out, my man. Yeah, but Sam somehow doesn't get knocked out, I guess, in that first blow. So anyway... Um, Mary and Jack. They're, uh, they're, roaming, yeah. they're roaming the countryside. Uh, Zachariah has been, has been tasked with tracking them down. Yep. Um, they run... Mary and Jack run into some hunters who it turns out to be Bobby. Yep. Um, good old Bobby Singer. And hello, sir. Good, Great to see you. We have, um, welcome We have back. another, like, catch everybody up. Oh, you're Mary from that other world with the boys. He picks it up, like, two he, seconds. So, like, when I, he, Bobby himself said, I'm not wasting time on this. <laughs> I, met, I met the two boys last yeah, time. They told me about you from the other world. I got it sorted. I've been think- I, got a- I don't have a lot much to do but think out and, here. So, I've been thinking about it, and I figured it out. I'm fine with this. They, um... And we recognize that, you know, they, they kind of hide Jack because he's he, bo- this Bobby is super anti-angel because he's been fighting angels for mm-hmm. most of his adult life. So they, they Mary just says he's a friend of the family, which, of course, Bobby takes. Uh, we go back to the bunker where Castiel and Dean come in and the bunker's fucking wrecked. The bunker was in shambles and, and we just hear Sam yelling and I'm like, please just have him fucking tied just up. Have Sam <laughs> like, tied up. Just his dumb ass tied But he's not. He's just sitting there icing his head. And it turns out, actually... He did not get knocked out fully by Donatello, and he had to fight him. He had to he had fight to his fight ass off. Fight Donatello, and he eventually won. And, but, <laughs> but 
<laughs> he kind of got his ass kicked. I like how I like how even in like the magic of Hollywood, we're like we're not going to see Jared Padalecki like almost lose a fight to like what looks like the before picture to Jensen Ackles, right? Like they're not going to let Jens- yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared Padalecki fight Donnie. Um, right. They um, we go back to Bobby. We're going to be kind of going back and forth pretty quickly. Uh, Bobby leads Mary and Jack to their camp where humans are recuperating from an angel attack. Uh, Bobby says like this isn't a war; it's an extermination. Um, and they have a bunch of protocols in place to perfect themselves against Michael and his other angels. Uh, meanwhile, Dean is interrogating Donnie, who thinks that Sam and Dean just want to use his ability to translate the, ta- the demon tablet for power, uh, because he was able to see the entire tablet and saw the power of God. Um, yeah, dude, like, dude, like, touch the one ring, like, to bring it back to my Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, he... He is so overwhelmed, and we did actually see some of this when earlier in the episode when he was translating words like power and danger and things like that kept coming up on the screen and in like blurs. Um, but power, we, danger, Snyder cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we we you know something was up, but we didn't really know what. And and maybe other people put this together much sooner than I did. But uh, as a clue master, I forgot the most important clue of all, and that's that Donatello doesn't have a yes. soul. Um, but yeah, they're in there trying to figure this shit out. Like they, he seems to have been consumed by what he read in the demon tablet. So he doesn't want to give up the info and it's, it's kind of crazy. And he, he waves his hand. They've got him in the warding spot, um, in their little sex dungeon that they have in the bunker mm-hmm. and he does a little spell and all of a sudden, uh, Jensen, or excuse me, Dean, I don't know why I called him Jensen. Uh, Dean can't breathe anymore. <laughs> Um, he yeah. he's just not able to. So they like rush outside. So this dude actually did like gain some sort of yeah. power from this. Um, I mean, presumably, like the demon palette is his tablet is full of spells, right? Um, yeah, and they're bad. They're bad yeah. news. Uh, they they rush out of the room. Um, and then Castiel rushes down, and Castiel is like, because Castiel was watching on the monitors upstairs. Dude. Cass comes Have you down. Ever seen Castiel like, this mad? <laughs> uh, uh-uh. he comes down in a. Fervor. Oh my god! <laughs> Castiel looks his hackles. Are, uh. Castiel looks like what I expected Dean to look like when he saw his wife like making out with Lucifer in the last episode, right? Like yeah. he comes downstairs yeah. like with that's, that. That's actually energy. where Misha got his acting technique from. Uh, oh, this is good. I'm going to use, use this, this later. Um, um, uh, he, yeah, he comes storming down, dude, and I was like, oh boy. Uh, I'm sorry that I to say this, but I wrote okay, Daddy Cass. Ooh, Here he comes. Listen to that, Daddy Cass. Uh, back at Apocalyptic World, Jack is doing um puppet shows for the kids, like making his hand into yeah, various, what a nerd. Yeah, this is this is cute. I like this. Um, but then yeah, and then Bobby's watching this like, what is he a fucking magician? What is this shit? <laughs> Those are some good puppets. Uh, Bobby brings Mary some coffee, and it's um. It's kind of this is kind of like a weird thing where it very much sounds like they were an item in this world, because uh, he fills her mm-hmm. in on the Mary Campbell of this world, to calling her complicated, brave, but sad and full of regret. Um, and in this world, Mary didn't make the deal. She lost John Winchester, never had Sam and Dean, and they she never moved on from that. Um, mm-hmm. And Mary says something that is really interesting, like that she did the demon deal, and it caused everybody she knows like so much pain and suffering. But it also made Sam and Dean, who managed to stop the war that devastated Bobby's world. Um, I, I just yeah, find that I, I super a, interesting. Yeah, I, I kind of I appreciated that they just finally put that into perspective. I'm sure that this is not the first time that they have brought this up. That, oh, you guys stopped the apocalypse, so your world didn't turn into this world. Perfect. I get it. That makes sense. Um, but... Yeah, I guess her just kind of saying, you know, it caused them a lot of pain. And I'm thinking that's the point she's making here. 
I made a demon deal. It caused so much pain for, for my two sons uh, and for all these other people. But to end it with, no, if I hadn't done that, sure, they wouldn't have experienced so much pain. Um, but our world would then look like this, probably. Um, it's interesting. It's an interesting idea. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, again, puts into perspective what they did all those years ago. Because it just, in a lot of ways, it just sort of feels like Sam Medina fucked up a lot of mm-hmm. stuff over and over again. And they've said it right. Um, but back, you know, what, eight years ago at this point for them, they saved the world from an apocalypse between, you know, Lucifer and, and Michael and all that. So it, it, it's good. It's, it's a good. big deal. It's a big dang deal. Um, it's at this point that Jack starts doing fancy magic shadows and Mary confesses to Bobby that he's a Nephilim. And of course, Bobby freaks, absolutely freaks out. Uh, and this kind of ruins this budding friendship. He has this line where he's like, I trusted you. Dude, you know, you've known me for like okay, 20 Bobby. minutes. And my last name is Winchester. Yeah. Like you should not have done that. Um, no. but yeah, he blames them, um, and says that he need, they need to be out by morning. Um, and yeah. so- because it's like, it's still Jim Beaver and they just don't have the heart to make him actually be yeah. a dick. Um, but tells her like he's like, well, you could you could still say that, and he tells her that like you know there were angels that tried to help them, and every single one of them eventually turned on them, right? Like they eventually mm-hmm. all turned, and Jack will too. Like setting up again this thing that Jack might be a monster. Um, we go back over to the bunker where the guys are trying to figure out what went wrong with Donnie, and Sam finally remembers. Oh yeah, he doesn't have a soul. <laughs> Castiel's like, so oh, funny. his really? soul was eaten by a Mara. <laughs> I forgot about that. Says Castiel, the guy that watches Supernatural, uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, and of course, like when Kevin was reading this demon tablet, like the soul was acting like a liver or like a filtering device, right? Like keeping all the yeah, bad stuff exactly. away from his body. As as dumb as that is, I'm okay. I'm like, a I soul like is it. liver like makes way more sense than a soul is currency to me. So I'm 100 yes! percent here for it. <laughs> yes, like the human soul is enough to filter out. Uh, this ancient demonic evil yeah. you know it's it's resisting that so as you're taking in all this uh, demonic knowledge your human soul is actively fighting against it and i could see that being why kevin was just so drained because his literal soul is battling against this this knowledge that's entering him i'm cool with that that's interesting exactly. um and i'm and i'm just it's all the more interesting to just find out oh don you know i like i like this guy because he's kind of goofy He's just got wild energy, but oh fuck, he doesn't have a soul. So yeah, he's just absorbing all that shit. And made him go bad. Uh, Made him go bad, baby. Sam immediately treats this as an absolute defeat. Um, There's no way to get the guy's soul back, so he's thinking like, hey, like we we, we can't do this. Our plan is now canceled. We can't do anything. Um, Dean kind of protests, and Castiel just ups with with the crazy suggestion of, well, we could just kill Donnie and get another prophet. Mm -hmm. And Sam has... We'll just reset, bro. We'll just reset. Sam has this enormous response of uh, just yells at him, no killing, like, no killing. Uh, and, yeah. you know, Castiel just says fine and then walks away or whatever. Um, yeah, he says he'll do what he has to do, repeating Dean's words, basically. Exactly. And he walks over to the sex dungeon and goes into the room and locks the boys out. And mm-hmm. we go back over to Mary and Jack in the morning. And Mary tells Jack, hey, it's time for us to go. And before she can, I mean, well, she kind of breaks the news. This is, yes, this is your fault. She's not blaming him. She's just saying, this is the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, or he is sort of figuring out that's the situation. Uh, and then an alarm goes off. And there's an angel attack. And now we realize that um, <laughs> Zach is here. Zachariah is here with some other angels. With his death squad. With his death squad. They appear as meteors. Which I can't tell if that's cool or not, but it's something. I don't know. It, um, it's immediately undercut 
like travel by meteor is super cool. If I was a wizard, I would only travel by meteor. Period. Sure, sure, but, sure. Like sure. when you land and you're in like I don't know, like digital camo. Our, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? You're- <laughs> if he if he once again if he if he landed and then he rises up and he's wearing a wizard cl- cl- cloak. Cool okay. shit. Um, that's um, yeah. dope. You know, if he's wearing a wizard's hat or something, and then he starts doing lightning yeah. magic, I'm but all. But if you in. stand up looking like like a like a fucking a reject from, I don't know. I wanted to say the Capitol building insurrection, but I guess that's probably not right. Oh no! <laughs> but if you oh, no. if you stand up and you just you got like I don't know, like your your role your cosplay and you're drawing your heat yeah. If that desert eagle's coming if you're out, an angel, and you're wielding a desert eagle forty five. I don't care what kind of ammo it has in it, Charles. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's not doesn't cool. Doesn't matter, dude. I thought to Archie, you just traveled by meteor. Don't you have magic? <laughs> Do you have a staff? Come on. <laughs> that yeah. would be so Come much on, bro. Give me one staff. No, one of y'all has staff. This is why Michael is losing. If you called your gnarled piece of wood Desert Eagle 45, that would be cool. <laughs> that would be tight as fuck. That would be tight as tight fuck. Tight as fuck, dude. Instead, angels travel oh. by meteor and wake up as fucking, uh, like they're cosplaying Call of They wake of Duty. up in like a dive roll <laughs> to take cover. Jesus Christ, dude. It's very... Y'all don't need to take cover. You're an angel. angel. These are humans. Like, cough at them, and they're going to... Eagles gonna, bullet. Uh, the Zachariah I knew gave the boys, like, cancer one time. Do you remember that? Like, they all just yeah. had cancer that was, immediately? Yeah. Like, that was fucking bleak. That was it was magic, and it was bleak. It was scary. <laughs> this is, this, what are you... He, took, he, like, took their lungs what out What do you have, like, bodies. an AR-15 with a modded scope you bought from Walmart? What is this? That stinks, that stinks dude. That stinks. Bad. What, are you, what, what are you fighting? <sighs> Terrible. Um, Y'all just keep smash, like keep going into the air as the meteor and smashing down into their camps. That seems like it's the most effective. That weapon. would be you're a you're an, an angelic meteor. That's clearly that's more powerful than any bullet. I had a build like that in Diablo three. It ruled. That's all you yeah. did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, they uh, we get back over to Castiel, um, who tells Donnie that he's going to strip the spell from his mind. Um, something that he yeah. swore he would never do. And he even goes so far as to take his trench coat off. Uh, Dottie protests like, hey, that could, that could like give, kill both of us. And he's like, yeah, it absolutely mm-hmm. could kill both of us. This is where the term daddy cast came out. Cause when he takes that jacket, very off. scary, my man, I was very terrified at this moment. Yeah. He's really, he's really going for it here. Um, and to basically be like, Hey, I'm never going to fuck with somebody's mind again like that. Um, but then to just say, you know what? No, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm ripping this out of your brain. And, uh, we go back over to the fight in the apocalyptic world where Mary and Jack run into Bobby. Um, and of course he blames B- Jack. Bobby, of course, blames Jack <laughs> and Jack is like, I'm six months old. I am a baby. I don't know what any of this is. But, um, Mary is basically told, Hey, run through these tunnels, help these kids escape. And they just tell Jack, we'll hide yeah, yeah, go, go, go under a chair or something. Um, Meanwhile, back at the bunker, the door to the sex dungeon opens. Castiel is putting his coat back on. He has the spell, and Donnie is... We don't know what's happened to Donnie yet. Just He's he, out. He, he looks he's pretty fucking out of it yeah. in the background. Um, um, meanwhile, Zacharias and his elite murder squad 420 are murdering their way through the camp. Um, Jack is... There's this part of me that was almost interested to see if they were going to do something with Zachariah because he tries to get to Jack like the nice way, mm-hmm. basically. At, at the beginning of the episode, and then he gets hurled across the room by Michael um, for failing. So I thought maybe there's some part of Zachariah that like actually does not want to torture people, doesn't want to kill people, is is just desperate to to fix things and get things back on the right path. Um, but no, he's just yeah, he's just gonna kill everybody. So I, all my hopes for this character <laughs> gone. Uh, what a bummer. Um, 
Mary or no, Jack is running away and then starts hearing the destruction. Um, and then we cut over to Mary, who is trying to save the kids, telling the kids to get out of here when Zacharias finds her. Um, she tries to shoot him, but of course he knocks her down and starts demanding to know where Jack is. When Jack shows up and uses his like eh, not 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 quite great CGI powers to, to like yeah. lift him in the, the air powers. and explode him into angel smoke. Um Which I do respect. I very much very respect cool. that. Uh Bobby runs up and then watches as Jack as these more angels are are, are on the Meteor Express coming in, he's just smoking them out of the sky, which is extremely Dude, cool. That was uh, pretty cool. Gotta give, pretty it to, cool. Gotta give now, credit this, this where is credit the is due, shit. man. It's pretty cool. This is the wizard shit we're talking about, man. Give him a cloak. Let him go, let him go to work. We've got a Godforged sword. Put that in put Jack's that, hand, dude. dude. Put that in it. Jack's hand immediately. This is, he's now, now he's in Merlin. Now he's a, he's a character in a different <laughs> I'm franchise. fine with that. Let's go, Merlin. Let's do it. Let's do this. Um, Bobby ends up after all of this is over he thanks jack um jack explains himself and says you know sam and dean wouldn't run they'd stay and fight to help people and he realizes that to end this this war he has to kill michael himself um which Mm -hmm. i think is going to end badly uh it sounds like it's not going to go well i don't know Um, like michael we've castile has described michael as extremely ruthless um even when he like wins a lot of people lose around him that's what he's known for um and it seems like they're setting up kind of everybody, um, specifically Castiel and Jack, is this like no holds barred, got to do what I got to do to make the thing happen kind of, you know, approach to their problems. So I think they're going to try to mirror these two it's with Castiel in this world mm-hmm. and, and Jack dealing with Michael. And I just like I think Jack is going to have a huge fight with Michael and like destroy what is left of the humans over there or something. Right. Like, I feel like it's going to it's he's going to learn the cost of all or nothing, I think. Maybe, maybe. That's my hope, anyway. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I had, I hadn't even thought of that. Um, yeah, but so now he's he's vowed. He's gonna he's gonna do what he has to do. Um, cut back over to Sam and Dean returning to the bunker where an anxious Castiel is waiting. Now I thought that the boys were returning after disposing of a nope. body, but they actually brought Donatello to the hospital where he's now brain dead. Please explain that one, everybody. No soul, no brain. This sucks. <laughs> Gotta lose, I guess. <laughs> Gotta lose. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're um, obviously a little ticked um, at Castiel. Castiel attempts to, but Castiel is like he's not really. At least now he doesn't seem to like back down at yeah. all. He was like Duntel was corrupted by the demon tablet. He was literally soulless. He was being forced to work with Asmodeus. Some people can't be saved. Um, and and Dean kind of gets on his high horse here about how oh what. Well, who let you decide who gets to be saved or not, or blah, blah, blah. Okay, Dean, you've done that a thousand times before yep. yourself. Um, but Cass reminds them that war is coming. Some shit is going down. We cannot be playing nice anymore. And this is this part where it's like, oh shit, Castiel is like, really? He is geared up in a way that we have not seen in a long time. Um, and, you know, I think he said it to Donatello earlier, but he... Or he says it now. I'm not even sure. But he's just like, I'm going to protect the things that I love. Yeah. No matter what I have to do. Like, and this is kind of where the repeat of Dean's line comes up again. And, and it's, it's really strengthened Castiel's revolve for, resolve for better or worse. The thing that really got me too is he says, he tells them that if um, he hadn't done this to Donatello, uh, that they would still be wasting time instead of preparing for war. And he very specifically mm-hmm. says, like, like a soldier would do. Um, so he is really putting this mantle on himself of being a soldier in this war between worlds. 
Um, and that's like how much Michael, the idea of Michael coming into this world has him shook, right? Like he wasn't even in the apocalypse world for very long. Like he just got a look around and that got, you know, or did he even go in apocalypse world? Because yeah, if you, yeah, if you think world. about it, if you think about it, this is what made Castiel turn away from his mission in season four and season five. Of course, obviously, you know, Dean played a big part in this, right? But Castiel deciding for himself that even if we take the relationship aspect out of it and, you know, meeting Sam and Dean and working with them and all that, um, even if we take that out of it, Castiel decides that the apocalypse is bad and I want to stop it. I have, you know, this is not the future that I want. I want to protect humanity. I don't want the apocalypse to happen. Um, he staked everything on that as well as Sam and Dean, but he, he threw away everything for that. He rebelled against heaven for that. Um, and now it's coming back. And I feel like because it's Michael, who none of them ever really got to meet for very long, mm-hmm. you know, um, I feel like that this is this is something different for Castiel. This is this is, you know, I don't know. It's affecting him in a way that it isn't affecting Sam and Dean. He has realized something. He is seeing something that they aren't quite seeing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I think that's going to be interesting uh, like this. Like, it's definitely going to be a darker reflection of what we've seen Dean do. Um, like in the idea of, of Castiel, like invading Donatello's mind, leaving him, you know, comatose, like without any kind of brain activity, um, is, is something I don't think that Dean would do unless it was Castiel and Sam directly on the line. Um, but since mm-hmm. like, it's a little bit more abstract, like it's a little bit more pulled out and there might be some more options. Dean is automatically against it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Like if this yeah. was the last thing they could possibly do to save Sam Winchester, like fuck Donatello, I guarantee you, Dean Winchester would be like, "Sorry, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, like this sucks." Like, yeah. but he would, I want to shoot you and then go find the other prophet, right? Like that would that would be it. No question, no question. Um, Castiel also says he has, he's found the spell, and they only need four things to do it. Um, he needs Archangel Grace. We need a seed of the Tree of Life the seal of Solomon and the blood of a most holy man. Mm. So all seems super easy. Yeah. Uh, uh, no sweat. No sweat. No sweat all around. No sweat gang. Um, but yeah. So Cass says if they want, they, they will do what they need to do to beat Lucifer and Castiel. Um, this is the only way that we win. Uh, and this feels like a very direct, uh, repeat of, of what Dean said to him before. Like you're saying, yeah. Um. And yeah. And I think that that's fascinating. It, and it's really interesting to go from being annoyed with with this repetition to suddenly realizing that it has now just informed Castiel's arc for the rest of the season, probably. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's it's 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 interesting, and I'm I'm excited to see what Cast does next. Yeah. Specifically, Cast, Cast, Sam, and Dean. Oh, what do they do? What's Sam even doing? He's just depressed. Sorry, same Sam. I don't I don't care. Man, we are we are just barreling through this season. It feels like like already being yeah. kind of way more than halfway there. It it feels very weird, but um, I, I like this episode. Like this, uh, same. This is very much a meta plot episode. Like we're we're pushing forward in all of our R.I.P. to Don. R.I.P. to Don. He was a real one. Like I expect that dude to absolutely be back in some form or another. Like I don't know how or why, <laughs> but that dude is definitely going to be back. Um, somebody's gonna magic heal that guy in the hospital. Um, but yeah, R.I.P. to Don. No Lucifer, which is always good. Although I am curious about what's happening in heaven. I, got that, I just need to know what's going on over there. Um, yeah. But uh, everything else, um, alternate Bobby Singer doesn't really bother me that much. Like I, we kind of talked about it when we saw him before, but like I, this, I don't just, I just don't care that much. Like 
I have yeah. like I have like maybe three more Bobby Singer's returns as <laughs> in me before I'm like, okay, dude, yeah. like I get it. I'm all right. Like I okay, mm-hmm. balls. I get it. And like I, I love this character. I love the dude. I love the fact that they, they are finding inventive ways to bring characters back. I'm just saying, like it's gonna they be shouldn't less, have freaking killed him. It's just gonna be less and less impactful over time. Is my main yeah. problem. Yeah. Like yeah. like I only have I have apocalyptic world Bobby Singer. I have like everybody's a robot world Bobby Singer. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. and then like dinosaur Bobby Singer. Those are the three Bobby Singers that I Dino, want. Don Dino Bobby. Yeah. Dino Bobby, and that's it. That's it. that's the only three that I want. So Heaven Bobby's still in jail. Absolutely. So maybe we, yeah. maybe we could do a heist to get him out of heaven jail. What if what if we take the Spideyverse approach and a, a, te- oh, yeah. a team of of bobbies from across team the universe go to free our Bobby from heaven jail so that he can I'm be into it. I guess go to normal heaven. I don't know where they're going to or just be be alive and hang out with Dino Bobby and yeah. <laughs> or just you get stuck in the veil with Kevin Nicholas Cage Bobby or yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Um. What about you? Did you? What, how did you land on the episode at the end? I, I like this episode. Um, I like. I um, my focus it turned out to be was on Castiel, and I'm um interested to see what they're going to do with him because his confrontation with Lucifer two episodes ago was unexpected. I kind of thought Castiel is going to get roped into something, and he's going to work with Lucifer against his better judgment. But no, he turned around, and he fucking stabbed the guy. Got him. And unfortunately, he didn't kill him. Um. But that moment of, oh, shit, Cass ain't playing anymore. Cass is different. He's ready. Um, he's not going to make the same mistakes that he's made before. Um, well, he probably will, but there'll be different mistakes than the ones that I'm talking about. Uh, I'm excited. I, I want to see what's going to happen with him. Me too. Um, so, yeah, that's it. That's our coverage on Season 13, Episode 14. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Thank you to our patrons over patreon.com slash sponsor of the week. Thank you for everybody uh, buying merch from our merch store. Um, thank you to all of our new Twitter followers. Um, we had one person like, are you guys still putting out episodes? And I'm like every single fucking week. Like we're, Mm -hmm. we're on the train, Mm -hmm. baby. We're on the meteor train. (laughs) We're going to land in a combat role and then shoot you with more podcasts. Um, (laughs) thank you for, thank you to everybody out there that has been reaching out, chatting with us and everything. That's been a lot of fun. Yeah. We will be back next week with season 13, episode 15, divine intervention. Cool. Sounded so defeated. Cool. 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 I want to. I want to try something before I get to you. Oh no no. This, this did work. I didn't stop my file yet. Do you want me to hit? Oh pause? no, you can. You can. You, you can just stop it. Doesn't matter. Were you trying to do like a like a vocal thing? No no. Well, sorta. Of. I just wanted to see if I could make something happen. Let me see. Can you hear me if I switch to this? Can you hear me now? Can you hear this input? Yeah. Okay. So if I do, I just heard. My, I just heard myself too. You hear an echo as but, well. But okay, it didn't. It didn't happen again. I can't hear myself. Does that work? Did you just drop a beat on me? <laughs> so it does work. Nice. Oh. <laughs> so that's not going to get obnoxious at all. Uh.
Never give me Excellent. new toys, Chris. What's up? Hey. Trying to see if my levels are okay. Just in life or audio-wise? Mm-hmm. Wow. I guess that was yeah, a failure okay. of a joke. <laughs> can you not, can you hear me at all? You've entered the channel, but I can't hear you, you can't but hear that me. could be me, so... Okay. Give me a second. Test. Test, 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 test. Sorry, I'm moving my mic. Test. Let me make sure that my headphones are set up to test. be... Testing, test, test, test. Audio store. Uh, test, test, test. Test, test, test. Can you say something? Test, test, test. Okay, yeah, that was me, sorry. So you can hear me now? Yeah, I uh, I had a feeling that was what it was. It was just um, it like didn't it didn't pick up on my microphone? Well, first of all, okay, I was testing my audio back and forth trying to get it to work with Discord, and my mic wasn't showing up, and that was because uh, it wasn't plugged in. Um, so I figured that out, but I guess it, it just fucked with my uh, my headphones too. So whatever, it's fine now. I'm going to start recording. Wow, way to go. Can you hear me okay? Do I sound all right? Yeah, you sound fine. Okay. Could you hear that? Uh, what? No. Can you hear any of that? No. Okay, well, never mind. I was trying to do something dumb, but... Can I get Roger Roger on the mic? No, no, I could do that pretty easy. Did, did I tell you that the little keyboard I bought, I can just map? all of the sound effects to that keyboard and excellent so you know i can make the podcast a lot worse on a moment's notice <laughs> <laughs> what's up dude how are you not much just chilling you know how it is trying to get this mic to fucking work it's, you sound clear you sound good i i yeah i feel clear and good um but no that's good because you know standing you just never really know how things are going to shake out oh, i right? keep forgetting that uh. you're standing chris now mm-hmm how bizarre. This is a this is a new era. Um how are you? What's new with you, friend? Um it's it froze. Louisiana froze. Um it started like over the weekend, but Monday like we just hit like crazy temperatures and it snowed and it sleeted and like there's mm. ice on the ground and we didn't get anything near as bad as Texas got. Texas is in trouble. Um yeah, they got like eight inches, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and like crumbling infrastructure and power lines, but I'll make that a fucking misery. Um, you know, you would really, you would, you would think that they would want to, the government would want to protect its people and to invest in these things. It's so frustrating because I, I said this to you yesterday when I'm first hearing about this before I realized how bad it actually was. I was like, this is a joke, right? Like, this is this can't be can't be real because that's nothing. That's no snow. Yeah. But I just 100% take for granted the fact that without the infrastructure, um, this this shit can level cities. Yeah. Um, there's, you can't travel. Power. Everybody's losing power. Like everything's fucked. Everything's completely fucked. And it's such a simple. I mean, maybe it's not simple. Maybe it really isn't. But it just goes to show that the, the, the infrastructure isn't there, and it comes down to that. That 
once again, the government fails its people. My example to you was we want to build a fucking wall between countries, but you can't like help build either what seawalls for, for hurricanes and shit, and you can't help set up for emergencies like this. Because of course, eventually Texas is going to get snow. This is I'm sure they're not the first time it's happened. It's so um, why are they, you know, just leaving them to the wolves? It's the uh, coldest Mardi Gras since like 1895. I didn't even know we were doing Mardi Holy Gras smokes. in 1895, but yeah, that was like two decades ago. About two decades ago, like two centuries ago, basically. I um yeah, it's 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 really disheartening. Like Lake Charles, which is in southwest Louisiana, which also got pretty hit kind of hard with all this stuff. And just got like was barely on its feet, if you could even consider that. Like after two hurricanes, um, a huge amount of that population still has like blue tarps on their roofs. Um, they, you know, they're <laughs> fucking Lafayette decided to do a a mounted police force to sweep all of the homeless people out of Lafayette at some point. Right, b- right before this, like they had some tents set up somewhere, and like they sent in fucking cops with horses to get rid of these homeless people. And I'm like, where the fuck are they gonna go? Like. Like, we have an ice storm of epic proportions going on. Like, people have probably, like, they're going to find dead bodies out in the fucking, just in the middle of nowhere. I'm just sure of it because of all this stuff. It's It's so so fucked. fucked. It's so incredibly fucked. And that's, it's, and again, it's so frustrating that, I mean, obviously these are, these are people who, like you're saying, are affected by all these storms that they already got hit with all summer. And now hell, hell, ice hell has come for them. Um, And it just, I don't know. It just, it doesn't fucking make sense that we live in the year 2021. And this can still happen to people living in America. It's just—I mean, it's not surprising, but but it is in, in in a really horrible way. And like, if you want to get really mad about it, like go, like I have to look up and find what like my you know Congress people are saying, like the senators or whatever. And like, we're famous for having a absolute fucking nutso Congress guy that we elected. Um, just go up and look at anything Clay Higgins has ever said, <laughs> like any literally anything. <laughs> um. But he was he was complaining on like Twitter about um, somebody being canceled or something, and like the person in my feed like retweeted him and was like, "Homie, there are like thousands of people without power in your in your district. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you? Yeah. How are you helping? Like, what do you? What is your These, job? Uh, why is it that like Republican senators are so obsessed with with cancel culture as, as they've deemed I it? Do, like, I that's like know. their biggest thing because they're all so fucking full of shit. So they just have to target something else. Oh man." It just sucks. It fucking sucks. I hope you guys are going to be okay. I hope everybody else listening who's down there is okay. It's this is just it sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, we've been we've been super lucky uh, because uh, we I mean we haven't lost power at all. Um, we ran water, so our water never shut off or anything. Uh, we ran water overnight because all of our pipes. Like remember, my house is elevated, so technically, like all of mm-hmm. my pipes and stuff are exposed under there. I mean, they're th- oh, they're wow. wrapped in insulation, but there's definitely like exposed piping in places. So like we're running, I don't know what my fucking water bill is going to be next month. <laughs> like we've had water running in almost every faucet for like days now. Um, yeah, that's all you can do. But we will. I mean, basically, the the all I do here when it gets to like zero degrees or whatever is I just keep all the cabinets open where you like the pipes under the sink. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems to do the trick. I don't know shit about pipes, Jeremy. All I know <laughs> is that's what my parents did. So that's what I do. That's what you do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so we actually lost water in one sink, our sink in the back, but luckily it didn't affect the washing machine, which like our clothes washer, so we were able to get laundry done and everything. 
Um, but I am about to get to a trash situation. <laughs> if you want to get re- to get real on the Monster of the Week podcast, oh, because so I I assume nobody can pick up your trash. Yeah, right? so they the parish canceled, which is a county, um, but the parish canceled trash pickup for Monday and Tuesday, which is when mine get picked when my trash gets picked up, and they're just going to resume their normal schedule tomorrow, and then we're just going to pick up the trash on like Monday and Tuesday of next week, which is fine, mm-hmm. except um, I have house guest coming for the weekend <laughs> so like and now and now y'all got now trash. we're gonna have some trash <laughs> it's going to be mm-hmm. some trash um so i'm not that, that's not gonna be good that's not fun I, a, that, that's... I don't know how to fix this i have it like a weird like you know how you can hover over something and a little tooltip will pop up it's mm-hmm. like frozen on my screen <laughs> and it's Uh-oh. just over like it's in the center of my screen over anything i'm trying to pay attention to and it's infuriating that's very annoying. Let's see if this doesn't work. Nope, still there. I don't know how to fix this. Oh, what, what the hell? What is it for? From like Discord? It or something? says um, backup and sync from Google updated one day ago, and I don't like. I don't. What the heck? Okay. Google, take okay, a hike. I found the click, and it and it clicked it away. Okay, I'm sorry about all of that, everybody. That was really dumb and annoying for everybody, including me. Ay, ay, ay. What about you, Chris? Winter, have man. You, have um, you done anything cool lately? No, I just watched Lord of the Rings and used it to climb out of my depression. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think it, it kind of worked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, I, feel, I do feel better, you know, because a lot of the, you know, life is still depressing, <laughs> especially this year. Um, but there was just that extra, the extra weight, you know, that you kind of carry around all winter. And or I, I don't want, I want to say you, me, I carry it around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Others, some people carry around. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, um, you know, just focus on something that you really like, and that seems to to help. So we watched Return of the King, all four hours of it. Um, we had already watched the other two like a month ago, so didn't didn't need to do the full yeah, rewatch. Yeah. But then we tried to watch The Hobbit, Ooh. and I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I saw The Hobbit opening night at, at IMAX. Was super excited. That's one of my favorite books. Um, it made me like love reading as a kid. And we got into that movie, and I, we had we had fun. We had we had fun. We had a fun time. Uh, and then a couple days later, I was like, "Hey, Steve. Hey, Bud. You didn't see The Hobbit with us the other night. Let's go. Let's. I, I really had a good time. Let's go see it." Uh, so Steve and I went to go see The Hobbit. I saw it for a second time. And like 45 min- minutes into that movie, I was like, oh no, this is super fucking boring. Yeah. And I got like two more hours that I got to sit yeah, through. This is really fun. fucking long, dude. Like that's one of the. Oof. And then. So that was it. The, the other movies came out and I didn't see them. I was over it because I just didn't like it. And I know that that movie had a ton of issues. You know, The Lord of the Rings had like three years of planning and then like six years of them filming it and working on it. Like, you know, so much time went into creating those movies. And The Hobbit was a little bit more by the skin of their teeth. Peter Jackson got pulled in to direct when he didn't want to, you know, crazy shit happens. Movies fall apart. Happens all Mm -hmm, the time. No mm -hmm. big deal. But, um, you know, I love middle earth. I love all that stuff. So I really wanted to give it another shot. So after Jess and I watched Lord of the Rings for the first time together, you know, maybe four years ago now, we, I was like, okay, let's check out the Hobbit. You know, I didn't love it, but maybe we'll have more fun. Uh, Gandalf is in it. Jess is a huge Gandalf fan. Same. (laughs) High five Jess. She just absolutely loves Gandalf um it so we 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 thought all right let's let's do this and we watched the first movie and by the end of it we were both just like ah, I, don't, I don't want to do an next one don't, I don't know don't want to do it so we didn't watch the next is two the, finally is the first one the one with like the the actual like fight with the dragon and the town or whatever is that the first one okay no okay. no um 
that's not even the second one. Oh, so, wow. Okay. We we just watched the second one this weekend. It took us two days <laughs> to, to get through it. Um, and because the first half of that movie, it's like... It, the first half is the most closely related to the book. It's, um, you know, Bilbo and the dwarves and Gandalf going through the woods and they just some, some adventures happen, but it's all so fucking boring. And there's so much CGI and it's just like, I don't feel grounded in it. I'm not really enjoying it. There's a scene here or there that makes me chuckle, but like, that's just cause I'm willing to kind of watch whatever. Sure. <laughs> like if I have a general interest in something, I can tolerate it. Like the resident evil movies, they're all really, really bad, but I have a general interest in resident evil uh, and people shooting zombies. So I'm like, Oh, okay. I can, I can get yeah. through this. I don't need to form an opinion. It's fine. But something about this, it's just, it's really not hitting. Um, and then they get to the part where I, that I had been dreading, which is the love story between a dwarf and an elf character that they invented for the movies. Um, and I thought this is going to be the worst thing, but that was the only time that I started to feel interested in the movie <laughs> <laughs> was this completely outside thing that had nothing to do with the story oh, of the no. Hobbit. Um, and then, then they introduced Bard, who's the dude in the book who, uh, slays the dragon. Um, and he's, I, I, from what I remember, it's a pretty small part in the book. They just talk about this guy a little bit. Um, but now Bard is, he's involved in the, the, uh, the dwarves getting from like their elf prison to the mountain where the dragon, it's just, there was so, there was so much happening and it was only the nonsense that actually didn't have much to do with the original source material that was somewhat entertaining on like a, like a Pirates of the Caribbean level mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. thing. Like it's just some like swashbuckling action. It's nothing. It's fine. I'm okay with it. Uh, and then we finally get into the shit where Bilbo was trying to steal from this mm -hmm, dragon. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's like, it was okay. There's a, you know, visually it's exciting, I guess, but there's just so much of the charm of this little guy trying to steal from this huge dragon. Like some of it just, is just lost when, when you got like big, sexy dwarf King Thorn walking in being like, I need to get back. What it, it's just, it was too much. It was just too much. And then the movie ends on a cliffhanger or you like, nobody, like the dragon doesn't get slain. It just flies off. I'm like, okay. And I got to watch another four fucking hours of movie to figure out what's going to happen. Well, you might do it this weekend. We'll see. We'll see. It's just, you know, I don't get it, man. I, um... <laughs> there's so much bloat. Like people complain about Lord of the Rings being too long, but, and, and of course there's the regular edition and the extended edition because there's enough that can be taken out. But I feel like if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, everything that gets added into it just makes it better. But with the Hobbit, it just feels like it needs to be two and a half hours shorter. I mean, it needs to be one movie. Like that's the, I mean, it just yeah, needs to be a one movie. movie for a, yeah. For a like two hundred and fifty page yeah. book, it doesn't need to be three movies. Um, I I must have watched the first two Hobbit movies then because I distinctly remember cutting it off during the the big fight scene with the dragon and the third one and like looking at Autumn and going like I'm I don't want to do this anymore. Like I feel bad that we have wasted this much time. I don't want to watch it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I just never went back and finished it. I don't. It's tough. Man. I've been watching. Um, I think I think I think you and I are both reaching out for like comfort food stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I'm having a real hard time engaging with anything new. Um. Unless it's like something that I'm watching with Autumn, like we just finished the stand, the new stand miniseries, which is starts off really, really good and ends up like fucking garbage. Um, yeah, what a bummer. And is probably I, I know you haven't finished that book, but there's a character in it called Trashcan Man that's relatively famous. Um, and, okay. and like, like I don't necessarily think a pop, but like a a, a memorable character. And I, it, it's it was something that the 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 take on that character is so wild and weird. Like I know it's offensive. I just can't tell to whom or what. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> it's just some something. Yeah, right. it's the guy from like we need to talk about Kevin. Um, 
you know uh-huh. the dude I'm talking about the weird kind of I don't want to say he has a weird face, but he has like a an interesting, not typical yeah. face. Um, sure, he has unique. a unique face. He's unique. a weird looking dude. That's all I'm saying. Crazy looking guy, weird looking <laughs> dude. Um, but it's him, and he's in like a weird loincloth and like just keening oh. like a raptor anytime he like sees a bomb or an explosion because he's so like he's such a pyromaniac or whatever, and he's like covered in it's just fucking bizarre, dude. Um. But back to my original point, like reaching out for comfort food. So I've gone back to uh, watching Marvel and Star Wars stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I- I'm in this place with both Marvel and Star Wars fandom where I, I-, I see a lot of stuff about it. Um, you know, people making videos about how ah- Ahsoka is so cool or people talking about uh-huh. like WandaVision right now. You can't, nobody, everybody is talking about WandaVision, right? Because it's so, it's like the thing that everybody is, is watching from week to week. Um took me weeks to figure out that was a marvel thing <laughs> that's why i love you chris um <laughs> but it's it's i, I find and I'm, I'm curious if you have the same take with, with lord of the rings to some degree where like the the fandoms like stories about how much they enjoy something are almost better for me than the actual stories yeah. themselves now because like mm-hmm. i had a good time i watched um Age of Ultron, which is where Wanda and Vision both get introduced, so that's the Wanda Vision or whatever. Um, and then I watched the the one that was after that, which is Civil War, which introduces Black Panther and Spider Man and Ant Man is there, like the whole crew was there, um, except for Thor and Hulk. Um, and it it was good, like when I was fine, and I've seen those movies a couple of times, so it wasn't like I had to pay all of my attention to them. But it it I don't know something I don't know something was kind of missing, like I. It was almost that I wanted someone just to watch Age of Ultron and tell me good parts about it. <laughs> I want to mm-hmm. do it without working yeah. myself now. <laughs> I, I wonder if this is just part of, you know, internet culture now or more directly a result of kind of this last year. Where you just want to experience people experiencing stuff because this is a roundabout way to say it. Like, you know, I miss being able to watch a movie with my friends and talk yeah, about it. Absolutely. You know, um, or even like go to the movies with Jess and drive home and mm-hmm. talk about it. Like, we don't. This, that, that experience doesn't exist anymore because sitting there watching a movie together at home is fine, and we can, of course we can talk about it. But it doesn't it doesn't have that same the same feeling. And I don't know. So I, I have been watching a lot of stuff. Um, this was this was a few weeks back too. But we would watch videos of of people reacting to Lord of the Rings for the okay. first time, and you know you can reduce down like uh, or dilute <laughs> entertainment to the point where you're watching somebody watch a thing. Like it's we've gotten to that point, but it's really fascinating to watch these people kind of start off making fun of it because you know Lord of the Rings is so like mm-hmm. earnest and you just got these little guys and their hairy feet um, to then just being like fully in love with it and being able to like watch that experience is it makes you feel good because you remember going through that yourself or or whatever it is um, and just yeah just hearing cool shit about the thing you're into sometimes is more entertaining than watching or reading or whatever that yeah. thing. I, I can definitely uh, see. I, I never thought about it that way, about it being related to like just not being able to do something. Um, but I can definitely get behind that of just like I, w- I was thinking about this with Infinity War. Um, there's a pretty famous moment in Infinity War that I am absolutely going to spoil. So if you haven't seen that movie from like four years ago, that's been definitely spoiled at every single major piece of media about it. Like yeah. I guess watch out. But um, at the end of that movie, like the thing that everybody had been looking for, which was Captain America picking up Thor's hammer and proving himself worthy, happens. And the fucking theater goes crazy. Like everybody mm-hmm. was yelling, and like I've been seeing a lot of videos online of it, or I guess people were recording in the audience when it happened. It just like everybody loses their mind in these big like viewings, and people say yep. like, "How great yep. would that be to be able to go back and do that?" And like 
man, <laughs> I guess I do kind of miss like being around people to a degree. Mm-hmm. I was saying that to Jess as we we're watching Return of the King the other night when there was a few different parts where I was saying, oh, I remember having this reaction at the theater, this reaction, you know, I was so excited to see it. And um, the, the moment where Eowyn uh, kills mm-hmm. the Witch King. And she, it's kind of a corny line now, but he says, no man can kill me. And she says, I am no man, revealing that she's a woman. She kills him. And I just remember people hooting and mm-hmm. hollering, especially the women in the audience, just being like, Woo! like they were so excited. And I don't know, I, I would always be kind of annoyed by people like overreacting to stuff like that in movies. But now I'm looking back and I'm like, man, that social experience is like kind of great. And I remember it 20 years later now. Um, I remember the, the rea- reaction of the audience more probably than the moment itself. Um, and that's cool. Like, that's really cool. <laughs> we don't get that kind yeah, of stuff yeah. now. And I think there's part of that is um, like it, it, there's no, like you don't get that. And, and I, I don't want to talk about like real cinema versus like superhero movies, Lord of the Rings or stuff. But like with Lord of the Rings, especially it's so like earnest and it, there's such a lack of cynicism and sarcasm in that movie that, like those big, mm-hmm. huge moments really land because everything is so, so they take it so seriously. And then the, mm-hmm. you know, with the Marvel stuff, like, I mean, I don't know how many movies led up to Infinity Wars, like 20 plus or something. Like, you know, you had just been with these characters, with these exact, you know, representations of these characters for so long that when the thing happens, it was like, it was huge news, everybody. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. Luke mm-hmm. <laughs> finding out that Leia is a sister or, you know, or, or anything. Right, right. Sorry to the Star Wars, if I'm spoiling Star Wars for anybody. Um, <laughs> So like yeah, just those those moments, those those, those absolute like kind of mind mind fuck moments are are so much fun. And yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I'm I'm having don't get me wrong, I'm I'm still having fun watching Star Wars and stuff. Like man, I talking about Yoda and Empire Strikes Back. That dude's a little fucking gremlin. Like fuck around what you heard with with baby Yoda and <laughs> the Mandalorian. Yeah. That dude is a fucking trash gremlin. And and he's he's been alone <laughs> too long. Shows like a motherfucker, dude. He's. <laughs> And now he's just off. He's his just crazy. Rock. He just starts like just burrowing into machinery. Eating frogs oh, dude, and shit. all over the place. Yeah. Really fucking hilarious to me. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I've always kind of done stuff by myself. Um, or been kind of solitary with with movie going and stuff. Like I didn't want to react with, or interact with other people. But I don't know. It's not like talking about this now and 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 watching people react and having memories and all this stuff. It does make me kind of long for the experiences of of being able to just like be a nerd and be excited yeah. about shit um all that being said though i feel like this is my chance to be as into lord of the rings and middle earth and all that stuff as i can be on my own until that amazon series mm-hmm. eventually hit mm-hmm. and it's like you know when we talked about the witcher books or you know three-fourths of the first mm-hmm. one that was you know based on of course there's popular video games we're telling these or discussing these stories. We're getting into these stories kind of isolated. Just us, us, just, just us buds um, before it became internet mm-hmm. discourse. And now of course the season came out. Everybody talks about the Witcher. Everybody's now read the books, which is fine. I have no problem with that, but now it, but the conversation's yeah. different, right? Um, so that's what I'm anticipating is going to happen with um, the Amazon Lord of the Rings show. If it's good um, that people will, you know, run away with it. There'll be content about it everywhere. And, um, discussion of it everywhere which is great and it's uh, I'm looking forward to it but it'll be different so now is my chance to delve into it as my own nerdy thing so i'm just i'm, I'm going headlong into so this it. is a question that comes up with the wandavision where like we have we have like big websites um to cry in the fact that disney is releasing this um on a weekly basis like a normal fucking tv show and and saying stuff like it, 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 
Oh yeah, which is weird because they do they do that. They with do Mando, with Mando now, as well. Like, like, and I think that it. Um... Sorry, had <laughs> to move my chair. No, I almost fall? did. I almost just straight up fucking <laughs> fell. Maybe I should try standing for this podcast. Um, but yeah, I think it. I think the weekly format, like on shows like that, that are going to have um like that water cooler moment, which I don't. I don't even know if that's mm-hmm. a that's a phrase that's in the current lexicon or, or anymore. But like that moment where you're like, I know. <laughs> you know, I mean that that the moment where you want to run to Twitter and tell everybody about it or talk with somebody about it because oh my god, what happened? Like the big spoiler at the end of season two um, for for Mando or you know the stuff that's been happening in Wandavision, which is bonkers that I'm not f- definitely not going to spoil for people mm-hmm. here. Um, versus, and I'm curious with the Lord of the Ring thing with on Amazon if that's going to be a weekly series or if they're just going to dump it all at once because. I feel yeah. like you lose a lot of momentum for these shows. Um, like, because mm-hmm. then even I mean, let's take The Witcher again, right? I'm a huge Witcher fan, but once I finished it, you know, Jess and I did eventually rewatch it because she really liked it too. But that was kind of it. Mm-hmm. It trickled off, and then then the conversation is over because of COVID. Season two is far away, so just like it disappeared. Meanwhile, you would have something like Game of Thrones, where for ten weeks. That's what yeah. people talked about. And you had that distance between and episodes it was so that everybody was on the same page. And I feel like with the, with the stuff like The Witcher or like all, anything that comes out on Netflix, like it'll come out on a Friday and I'm excited about it. And like, I'm not, I'm just not going to binge like 14 hours of television in like two days. Like it's just not mm-hmm. going to happen. Um, not unless it has the great British blank off in the title, in which case I'll binge all of it at once. Yeah. But for like, you know, uh-huh. like when Lord of the Rings comes out, like I want to experience that. Like I'm going to, or like when The Witcher happened, we watched like one or two of those episodes a day. You don't want to have to race to keep yeah, up with then, everybody. But, but what ends up happening is that you have a group of people that have finished it or haven't. So there's no middle ground. And I think that's, that's the kind of stuff about mm-hmm. these shows that I like a lot is that middle ground of. Not even necessarily like what's going to happen, but just like, did you see this? What, what does this mean for this character? Yep. That kind of stuff. And the, the conversation can keep changing to a new topic yeah. every episode, every week, whatever, rather than just, have you finished it? Okay, now we talk about the one topic of either the ending yeah. or the whole thing or whatever, rather than the step-by-step. Um, you know, I, we, I probably talked about this when we were really into Game of Thrones, but I think the biggest thing for me with getting into that series was, was community. Somebody at school was like, hey, you should read these books. So I reluctantly kind of started getting into it. Then I watched the show first season. I'm like, all right, that was that was pretty good. And then by the time I'm, you know, finally going out to bars weekly, I'm in my early 20s. And every time that the show was on, I mean, I'm there, I'm talking to strangers about Game of Thrones. We're going to conventions and like meeting random people. And I'm now realizing, looking back, my enthusiasm for the show and the books was because there was so much interaction with other people everybody was excited to talk about what yeah. was going to happen next even in between seasons between like you know amongst nerds and like friends of friends and random people you'd meet it just always seemed like there was something exciting to talk about and then when i stopped like going out as much and stopped talking to people about this stuff that's when my interest in it like just went away i ended up catching up like three seasons um by the end of it but yeah i realized now like when the group of people i watched it with or you know met with to talk about it once the, that went away i stopped like, being as interested in it which is you know it's interesting yeah it's it's, it's really weird like uh, just again just having that weekly like that weekly point and then the distance in between so that people can like exhale and like really start talking about the show and then pick it right back up again with different with different thoughts and different thought processes and everything i think is really good for this stuff um i don't think every show like mm-hmm. deserves that like we watched that um 
Wow, it didn't last. It, it made so much of a impression, I forgot the name of it. But there's some Netflix like fantasy show that just came out. Um, it's like Wix, I think, or Ricks, something like that. Um, it has like fate in it, but it's basically like uh, this chick finds out that she's a fairy and goes to like Harry oh, yeah, Potter okay, fairy I've school or whatever. Um, and like yeah. that was a, like we. I mean, I think there's only four or five episodes, and we did it over the weekend. And I, I don't think you need to tease those out one by one <laughs> like it's it wasn't filmed for that number one and number two like yeah, i mean it's kind yeah. of like you know bubblegum tv shows at that point right like it was good but it wasn't like it wasn't game of thrones right like it, it wasn't heavy like that right so, right anyway yeah it's um it's weird because supernatural is a weekly show mm-hmm. or was that you can bitch like this it's like the binge show. yeah it's like almost better if you i think so it. it's so that's kind of weird I'm, um but- I told my the sister that I've reconnected with about the Supernatural podcast, and she said she was uh, going to start it. And then she sent me a text and said, uh, I'm only on the first episode, and I'm already infested. And I was like, oh, girl. Oh, no. <laughs> this, is, this is not going to end well for anybody. <laughs> I'm so sorry that we did this to you. <clears throat> it's, that's probably a good transition point to get to talking about Supernatural. Oh, yeah. I guess so. I mean, we can keep talking about this. It's up to you. The problem with uh, when you standing is that i i backed away from the mic to stretch and then wasn't available for comment (laughs) (laughs) at the appropriate time and i'm gonna do it again now (laughs) just waiting for chris to come back to the mic oh back nope gonna get the back Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right let's talk about sam and dean 